right, so um, this is Lauren Fiorelli, um, and I'm in the room here with Rhoda Hill. Uh, today is October 26th, um, and we're at the Brooklyn Public Library recording for Intersection Prospect Heights and Our Streets, Our Stories. Um, and so, uh, Rhoda, can you just tell us um, how long you've uh, lived or worked in, in the neighborhood? Okay, I lived in, in Prospect Heights for over, since the 60s. And uh, I remember our mayor that lived right here on Plaza Street, Mayor Bean. And we used to uh, vote on at PS9, which is now a co-op. One is that a co-op. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember all the stores under where I lived at two, 254 Park Place. Under, the, under my building where I lived, it was on the corner was the grocery store, a shoemaker, and a hairdresser. Yes. Um, and so do you have any uh, specific memories of the neighborhood um, and, or your block, your neighbors um, that you want to share with us or about like maybe how the times have changed from now to then? And I had beautiful neighbors where I live. And uh, uh, things are not like they used to be. It, to me, it was nicer years ago because everybody was friendly, you know, and, and uh, uh, we got along fine. Today is that you don't know your neighbors. You know, they don't like, uh, you know, like, say, for instance, with the laundromat. You go to the laundromat in the morning. They'll come in to either bring their laundry or wash, and they can't say good morning or good afternoon or good evening. And I think that's so horrible. Where we didn't have that before. We all were like, we all knew each other. From, okay, I lived on 254 Park Place between Vanderbilt and Flatbush. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so we all knew each other. Plus, our organ, our uh, club, our uh, neighborhood committee. We were on Flatbush, on Park Place between Flatbush and Underhill. Now it's Underhill and Washington. But before it was, you know, the two blocks together. So we all knew each other. We all went to the meetings. We did a lot of things together. You know, it wasn't like a separation or anything where now you hardly know what's going on in the neighborhood. And what kind of stuff did the committee do? What kind of events did you Well, have? we had, like, say, for instance, if it was a play or a movie that uh, they thought was very good, we would all decide, well, we'll go to a movie or we'll go to a play. You know, I mean, and, and the museum and, and the, the, the botanical gardens. But today it's like, to me, sometimes I feel like it's top secret. You know, really, I really don't know what's going on unless they mention it at our meetings. So you still go to the meetings? Oh, I go definitely go to the meetings, yeah. Go to the meetings. And everybody at the meeting now is very friendly. You know, we get along beautiful. It's just that we're getting new neighbors. And uh, the whole community, the whole neighborhood has changed because it's not like it used to be. Mm. No, I like I enjoyed it better than than now. Um, are there specific um, places that you remember going to a lot? Um, maybe back in the sixties and seventies. You mean in the or, neighborhood? Yeah, in the neighborhood. Um, that that had a particular significance to you, or like felt like neighborhood spots. Like if you if you were to take someone on on a tour of your idea of Prospect Heights, you know, what kind of places would you feel like? You I would take them to the Brooklyn Museum. At that time, it was it was uh, the zoo, 
I mean, it was a zoo. It wasn't what it is now, okay? And a lot of people wanted to go to the zoo. The kids, I used to take, well, I was, in, I, I was a den leader over 35 years, so I used to bring my boys over this way to take them to the zoo. I would take them to the, the, the Brooklyn Museum, and I would take them to the Botanical Gardens. That was the big spot then. Yeah. You know, but then it was the, the, the zoo was some zoo. It was a beauty, you know, it had all the animals. I mean, it was really a zoo. It had all the animals, and today it's just a few animals. Plus, to then you didn't pay. Now you pay to go to the museum. You know. Yeah. Um, are there other specific memories that you have of, of, of living here? Yes, I remember when we had the blackout. Uh, I lived there when we had the blackout, and say a few people from my job, like if they lived in Long Island or Manhattan, they came to my house and stayed until the next day, you know. But it was such a beautiful blackout. The reason why it was so beautiful, the sun was so, I mean, the moon was so bright. It seemed like it lit up where the lights itself for the city, I mean, couldn't do it. It was so beautiful. And we sat at the window, and we came downstairs, and uh, we watched the people going by. It was beautiful. And that was the first blackout. There was another blackout, but I wasn't here. I had left here because they remodeled the building I was in. And uh, had another blackout. And, of course, me loving children. I love children, but they have to be well-behaved. With me loving children, the parents in the building that I was in, they said they weren't worried about their children because they knew they, where they were, and they were they were right there with me. Had them line up on, in the hallway, couldn't take them all in my house. Line up in the hallway and uh, uh, gave them juice, peanut butter sandwich or whatever, something, a snack, right? And uh, you know, I've never had problems with neighbors or anything because I'm a friendly person. You know, I mean, I like doing, I like, you know, like if they ask me, Rhoda, would you do this or would you do that? I'm more than willing, and I'm not saying it just to be popular or saying it because there's nothing else I had to do. Now, like, say, for instance, since the 60s, okay, I would go over here to the park, over here where the water is, and we would watch the weddings every single Saturday. And, it, and I would take stuff, you know, like something to eat and water or juice and stuff. And then I would turn around and like, you know, the kids are in the wedding and they got to go to the bathroom. So I would turn around and put them behind the tree so they can go. You know, and then like someone, and I always had pins in my pocketbook. Like, like there was a gentleman that came, his pants were too long. Old man, his pants was too long. I was afraid he was going to fall down the stairs over there. I pinned them up, you know, and that's that's the t and and I'm still do. I, I mean, I still go to the park from June till it gets cold every Saturday, and this is for years. Well, like I said, I did go away for a while because they had they fixed the park for two years, and then I had to leave because they were remodeling, making my where I was living a co-op, and then I came back after everything was finished. Okay. Oh, so did you move back to the same building, or you moved to a different I moved, building? No, I moved back to the same building. Okay. Yeah, I moved back to the same building. So but then I moved from there, and I live up the block now. I live in a, a private house. I'm renting in a private house. Yeah. Here on 254 was a co-op. 
Did you notice a change from when you when you moved out and then came back? Oh the yes, co-op? definitely. Yeah, what but everybody in there was beautiful. They were, they, I, I, like I said, they were neighbors. You know, like the holidays we got together, and some were Jewish, so therefore we would celebrate not on on our holiday, but on you know where we all can gather together, and um, well, they like my cooking. So whenever we had something, they always say to me, Rhoda, are you going to cook something? Or they'll be in the building, and they'll come out, Rhoda, what did you cook today? It smells so good. But that's the kind of name. And they were black neighbors now. They were white. There was, there was two or three blacks in the building, and I think it was six apartments. You know, but and the next door to 250, the same thing. We were like one big happy family. Everybody knew, even now, like when they see me, they ask me how I'm doing, they miss me, they wish I was back there because I did. You know, I, I wasn't a super, but if I knew those curtains were dirty enough, I'll take them out and wash them, put them back. You know, that's how I was. You know, but I, I liked down the block here. But I left there to go take care of a sick lady. But she would call me all hours in the night. And she would ask me if, um, she said to me, she said, I hate for you, Rhoda, to come walk the street all hours of the night. Like if she has to go to the doctors, her husband take her, would take her, but he couldn't leave her on the side while he went to park the car. So they would ask me. So after it was going on for a while, she turned around and she said to me, Rhoda, why don't you come? I have an empty apartment. Why don't you come and live? You know, stay over here. So this way, you have to do is come downstairs, which was not nice and not not good. But I did it. You know, because she died right after, and I had known she was going to die so fast. I'd have stayed at two fifty four Parkway. So, do you regret having having moved in? A yes, sense? yes, yes. I regret it one hundred percent because it's not nice. Yeah, it was a friend of yours that you moved that you moved to take care of. No, yeah, yeah. Well, she was like an aunt to me. You know, but her daughter lived on Plaza, Plaza Street, but she always called me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but you said, um, in terms of in terms of race, uh, in your building, you everybody was one big fa- happy family. There was no just like now. They'll tell you. I go to all the meetings. I give everybody a kiss. If they don't want it. Fine, my feelings won't be hurt. But this is how I feel, you know. I mean, I have love that I have to show. You know, you show love. You can't, like you turn around, I love you. doesn't mean anything. But if you show that you love a person or you show that you care about a person, that's love. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I am. So what? Shy, but love. <laughs> so are there, are, do you feel there are particular things that have made the neighborhood change over the years? Yes. Uh, no, you know, years ago, you know the park over here, that empty park there, you know, across from the uh, the co-op, that was a dog park. I used to take, I had a, I had a Vichler and a German Shepherd, and I used to take them for runs in the morning before I went to work. Now it's like a jungle, it's trees and stuff, and what they're doing now is really ruining, ruining where I sit for the parade, for the weddings, because they're bringing the dogs, they're not cleaning up, and if a bride happens to step in it, it's going to be a big thing. It's going to be a big thing, and you know it, they need to put a sign out there saying no dogs. But people should know, Plaza Park is for dogs. You know they have an area for the dogs a certain time, 
every day but a certain time. But you can't bring your dog two and three o'clock in, in a place like that, and then you're not cleaning up. Plus, on top, they see that there's weddings there. And it used to be like, say, about 15 of us or more every single Saturday, but a lot of them died out. A lot of our old members have just passed away. You know, so it's me, might be three of us that's old, that's been there for years, you know. Otherwise, but this, the park is crowded because they put benches up when they remodeled the park, they put benches up. And uh, when we sit on, you know, as you're coming down the stairs, on the side there, we, that's where we sit. And uh, I go help the bride pull the dress down, fix the dresses, it's dragging the floor, even help them sometimes. You know, and then I, I always keep enough drinks, so if they want water or soda, I don't charge them. That's how I enjoy the weddings. So you still go out there and do Still that? go out there and do it, yep. Still go, just two years I missed when they remodeled the park and it took them two years to fix it. Now they need to fix it again. Why it's all breaking up. It's all breaking up. I mean, and people are gonna get hurt like they, like look downtown Brooklyn. You know, City Hall, they're doing the whole thing again. Cause people are tripping and falling and the same thing in the park here. You know, even with your shopping cart, you have to make sure you lift up, otherwise you're gonna tumble over. Mm. But I, 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 I have no regret for, for this area. Matter of fact, I hate to even move out of the area cause I really like it. You know, I mean, and like, even with me, I, I, I go to bed early cause I get up early. And I listen at night when I'm laying there, like when the bars are closed, and you hear people hollering or screaming. I look out to see if I had to call 911. But nine times out of ten, they're drunk and they're happy, you know. But uh, uh, you know, that's the only difference. Not with all so many new bars and restaurants we have around here, the neighbor has changed that way. And dogs, forget the dogs. You know, you don't mind dogs if people take the dogs and curb them clean up behind them. You know, you have a flower garden and they allow their dogs to go in the woods. You know, terrible. Are there other, feel, other ways you feel like the neighborhood has changed besides the park and the... Well, it has definitely changed. There's more whites in the neighborhood than mm -hmm. it has been. Now, like, like I say, now, like, between, I'm going to talk about between park, park place between Vanderbilt and Slapbush. It was always a mixture because it was a big apartment building. And it was, I think it was more blacks in there than white. Across from 254 Park and 250 Park Lane, it was mixed. The neighbor has, I, I mean, the neighborhood has been mixed between Park, between Vanderbilt and Huntington for a long time. There was a lot of blacks that owned homes on Park between Vanderbilt and, and uh, Underhill. But of course, they lost their houses, so everything changed. But I mean, it was always, to me, it was always a mixed neighborhood. You know, it was always a mixed, mixed neighborhood, you know. And it was a nice neighborhood because everybody got along. Everybody spoke with each other. Everybody was friendly. You know, where today, they, but I say good morning to all of them. Good morning. And, and, I, and sometimes I say, you know, if you were being loved, and I'm coming down the street, you're not looking who I am. All you want is help. 
So let's see it that way. You don't have to be wrote to say good morning to somebody. I don't have to come to your house. You know, I mean, I don't have to come visit. I don't have to socialize with you, but at least speak to me. Yeah, that's decency, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what were your first impressions of the neighborhood when you first moved here? I believe you would have been in your, in your 20s? Yeah. So what, what were your first impressions of the, of the neighborhood and what made you move here? And... Well, I, okay, I, I lost my mother, so, so I mean, lost both my parents, and I, someone introduced me, no, someone told me about the apartment at 254 Park Lake, and the rent was good, because we had dumbwaiter, we didn't have to take garbage downstairs, we had a dumbwaiter. We put the garbage on the dumbwaiter, ring the bell, and he'd bring it on down, and he puts it, he'll take it out. We had today, you have to bring your trash out. But over there, over there, I don't know if the dumbwaiter, I don't remember seeing the dumbwaiter when I moved back. I don't know if the dumbwaiter was, no, 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 because they remodeled, completed the whole thing. But um, that's how I got over there. And then I was close to work, I was working for Abraham and Strauss. So I was closer to work. And I, like I said, I was very happy with the neighborhood. And like I said, like you said, I've been here for years. If I have to move, I would hate to move out of the Heights because I really love the Heights. You know, if I have to move, I would really be hurt or regret moving because, and not because I'm afraid that, that someone won't take me in. Uh, because I'm sure, like, you know, I'm in a position, like, say, for instance, if I could find a nice co-op or a nice uh, house, apartment or something like that in the neighborhood, I would take it. That's how I like the neighborhood, you know. But you can't find apartments around here. Everything is co-op. Everything is chopped up. And with my husband not well, that well, I need a bath, uh, two bedrooms, and a and a bath and a half, which you cannot find it, not in this neighborhood, you know. And if I have to go out of the neighborhood to find what I need, not want, but need, that's what I'll do. But I would hate to leave here because I know everybody in both both blocks. Not Well, not to say everybody. I know quite a few people on park between Vanderbilt and Underhill, and I know quite a few people on park between Vanderbilt and Flatbush. You know, I know a lot because, like I said, I've been here for years. I saw the kids. The kids have grown up. They went to college. They went. They graduated. They got married and everything. And and when the kids in the neighborhood, even though like we were neighbors, when their kids got married or 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 had had something big confirmation, they would always ask me to go, and I would go. And I remember most of the children that's in college or going to college. Or coming out of college, it was there when they were small, cause I was in the neighborhood, and the same the same people are still here. The same, you know, it's not that much of a change. The only changes are two co-ops, but you know, on two fifty four and two fifty is the only a change. Otherwise, the Johnsons is the Johnsons that live in a private house that's in the back. Like you, you have to come up to it to know it's a private house. Because she's between 250 and the big apartment house on the corner. And her children, I remember when they were small, they married, had children and grandchildren and stuff. 
you know, so I mean, it's the old thing that we all, you know, and it was one big happy family. So you said you, you ended up, when you moved here, you were closer to work. You went, you went to the park a lot. Are there other places that you used to go to a lot in the neighborhood? Mm -mm. They, did, they didn't have that much activity in the neighborhood no time. Too poor. <laughs> no, they didn't have that much activities. You know, like if they had something at the museum, we would go to the museum, or something was at the botanical gardens, we would go there. And uh, mostly like, you know, the... You know, there was not that much activity that I could remember, and you know, I more or less remember just about everything. Yeah. So it was more just interacting with neighbors and having events together. Right. Um, did you do like sort of block party kind of stuff too? Also? Oh yeah, yeah. we do the block parties, and, and yeah, we had the block, even now I still do block parties. You know, to do the block parties, and like uh, now we have, um, the field for children, more or less, okay? And everybody chips in with bringing different food and stuff. And the kids have a ball. Well, it used to be over here at PS9, but now it's going to be at the church over here. And uh, we have a good time. And, and I try to be as helpful as possible, you know. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to do what I can. And what I, what I can't, I won't, you know. I, I won't uh, say I will do, in other words, I won't say I'm going to do something and don't do it. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'll do it. If I tell you I'm not going to do it, it means I will not do it. <laughs> a woman of your word. <laughs> a woman of my word, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so are there any um, hopes or aspirations that you have for the neighborhood like going forward, N no, seeing how things have changed? The only thing, what I would like to see is that it's a neighborhood where we interlock with each other. You know, like I said, it's not the idea of going to your house or come to my house. It's just the idea, like, say, if we're out, we go to the laundromat, we see each other. We see each other in the morning, in the afternoon. Just speak. How you doing? How you feel? Have a nice day or something like that. Just don't pass people. I, you know, it's so rude just to pass people and... Like, you can, I can deal with the kids better than the grown-ups, you know? I mean, because if you, and, and there was one little girl, she was talking to me, and her father came behind me and said, what did I tell you about talking to strangers? I said, you shouldn't tell her that, because I might be the strange to save your child. You don't tell her. You tell her don't go with nobody, but you shouldn't tell her not to talk to anybody, because she might say to me, my daddy or my mommy just got sick. Could you help me? But if you tell her don't talk to strangers, your mama, her mama or daddy could pass on, you know. And it's just, it needs to be a little more friendlier, you know, and, and know that, okay, you have to be careful today because today is not like yesterday. You know, people are vicious, people do mean things, but at the same time, you can't tell your child, if someone say good morning to your child, the child should be able to say good morning back. It shouldn't be where the child looks at you like you're a monster or something, you know. And uh, I, th I think what they need to do is get more friendlier. It would make a better neighborhood if you're more friendly because, you know, like the surrounding blocks, like, like in the laundromat, there was a laundromat, the man was there for years. And his wait, or, or, and his, the girl that worked for him was beautiful. And we were sorry. We all were sorry when she left, right? And uh, 
we became like, you know, friendly at the laundry and join. You know, we're talking and everything, what's going on in the neighborhood. And meantime, our clothes was washing. Today, it's not that anymore. I myself make myself very friendly. You know, like I'll introduce myself. I'll talk to them. That is a lady that's been, I think she's, she just came in the neighborhood. I think she's been in the laundry three times. She knows my name. I know her name. I mean, and we just correspond. We haven't, we haven't, which is, which to me is not, not possible. We haven't exchanged phone numbers or addresses, but we enjoy each other in the laundromat. You know, you're sitting down talking, chatting with someone in the laundromat, and I think that's beautiful. You know, you can't, in other words, you can't think you're better than me. You know, you can't think you're better than me. We're equal, you know, and like I tell anybody, I'm not prejudiced. There's nothing prejudiced. My grandfather was a German Jew. His father was a Nazi. He and not a, he had to escape, where his children went to the islands. And my father happened to be one. His father happened to be one that went to the island. Some of them went to the some of them went to the Saint Kitts or Nathan. Some of them went to Panama to do the canal and stuff. You know. So therefore, I don't care where you look at it. I know what my uh, 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 background is, you know? So therefore, I love everybody. You know, I, I, I'm not passing for Jewish, I'm not passing for this, I'm black. You know, but I know my background. I know that my grandfather's father had to run. He might have been killed, we don't know. I'm still investigating by going to the Jewish Center there in Lower Manhattan. I'm still investigating to know because it's good to know your your roots. And by my father dying so young, he couldn't give us too much roots. But I have cousins, you know, that informs me about different that they know, you know, which now most of them are gone. Like I had an uncle in Panama. Okay, I never knew him, but he was a representative of Panama to the UN. You see, so I mean, you know, the, the roots are very deep. You know, I mean, and it's, a, my father's one of 22 children. Two wives, each one had 11. One, 11 in St. Kitts and 11 in Nevis. But they went to the island. Those were the closest ways. They couldn't come to America. They went to whatever island needed help. You know, and like, like and I know of one that really, that went to Panama, they helped do the canal. Do you have any um, closing memories or comments uh, about Prospect Heights for me? I love Prospect Heights. I would stay in Prospect Heights for the rest of my life. And I have lived my life in Prospect Heights. I'm 81. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but if I can stay in Prospect Heights the rest of my life, I would stay in Prospect Heights. Thanks very much for speaking with me today, Rhoda. You're welcome. I appreciate it.